Okay, everybody, up next, you've heard from a lot of staff members. You've heard a lot about how we work with kids, but what you may not know is there's a lot that goes into working at summer camp. And one of the most important aspects of that, how do we keep everybody fed? Well, you're going to find out on this next episode when we sit down with Chef Neens and we talk about how the food gets made, what it's like to work in the kitchen, and you'll even hear some of her favorite meals. It's all here, the food episode. Let's get it going. One, two, three. Tell me something good. Maddie. The pizza fingers we had last night. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza fingers. All right, again. Tell me something good. Okay, uh, go ahead, Harper. Wendy. Got everybody watching. All right, all you listeners out there, welcome back to another installment, another great episode. My gosh, what a journey it's been to get to this one in particular. Not because it's in any particular order, you might guess, in the episode order that is currently happening in the second season, but our guest today is Nina Roberts. And Nina, we have had quite the time scheduling this interview. There's probably going to be some stories for that, but it has been amazing. It was well worth the wait because you are incredible and you are an, ama- and an amazing asset to the Stomping Ground team. Let's give a big podcast welcome to Nina Roberts, everybody. Woo! Oh, thanks. Nina, how are you? I'm good, Ray. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. We're so excited to have you here. I hope you didn't mind me sharing that. It has just been quite the funny journey getting here to this podcast day. It's been like four four appointments, maybe? We have rescheduled <laughs> not one, not two, but three times. First, because I forgot. Second, because I got delayed in registering my car and moving stuff out of my mom's house. And third time, because my car straight up broke down a half hour before we were supposed to do it. And I called you in tears being like, oh my God, I can't do this podcast right now, right? My car <laughs> broke down, I'm on the side of the road. It's been very dramatic, but the car is fixed. We're all okay. And, and we're on the air. And we're on the air. That was also anybody listening, that's not to blow up Nina's spot, but to just say to anybody else who's had car troubles before, because my gosh, I've had them too. We, we stand with you, right, Nina? We are there. That's right. <laughs> we, love, we love anybody that has a loyalty to their, to their cars and making it happen. But Nina, we're so excited to have you here. Nina's worked many summers with camp in many different roles in, in the off season and not as well, just helping camp in so many different ways. Nina, to get started, for those who might not know you, why don't you just explain how you first got affiliated with Stomping Ground and what your role was this past summer? So... I went to a summer camp called Stella Maris in Livonia, New York, with some other folks who have attended or worked for Camp Stamping Ground. And I actually met Laura when I was 15 years old, and she was my counselor in their LIT program, which was awesome. Fast forward a couple years, and I worked at Stella Maris as a counselor for a few years and heard that Jack and Laura had opened up their own summer camp. And I was really just curious to see what it was like. Stella Mars was the only camp I'd ever been to and ever worked at. And I knew that I loved it. And so summer camp was an interesting avenue to pursue. And it was cool that I knew people who had just started their own one. That wasn't even a thing I thought you could just do. So I started working for Stomping Ground in 2016. I was a counselor. Then I was a panda. 
I did the teen program. I was the office manager. Most recently this past summer, I ran the kitchen, which was a departure from my track at Stomping Ground, mostly because I think I went to culinary school last year and I couldn't say goodbye to camp quite yet. So my culinary training and passion and my love of camp sort of lined up perfectly this past summer, which was great. And I'm, I'm so excited, and I'm sure a lot of you that are listening are, to have somebody that worked in the kitchen now featured on this season. We've been really gearing up towards this adventure. There's so many great things to talk about in the kitchen, and there's so many things that I'm sure challenges that you faced this summer that were hard and, and things that were difficult as you get so much food ready for so many miles every week, every day in the blazing hot sun. It's, it's quite the endeavor that you guys embark on. I want to start and hear a little bit more. I think I was reflecting on you talking and I've known for a minute your, your journey to now the culinary arts and what you're doing, but talk a little bit about what you would say to somebody that is thinking of doing a career switch up like that. I mean, you kind of went from working with kids and working with managing people that are working with kids and now you're making food and not just like making it, but you're making it look amazing and taste amazing and it's nutritious. What, what kind of brought you to that career switch? I think there's a little bit of a natural trajectory when you're working in schools or when you're working with kids where it comes time to consider any further education that might advance your career a little bit. And I knew that I wanted to go back to school for something and I wasn't exactly sure what. And at a certain point when you're scrolling through schools and programs, I was feeling a lot of self-doubt and indecision about what I wanted to do. And then I just sort of opened up sort of my playbook to all the millions of types of things I could go study and entertained the thought that I really love cooking and I really love food and that it would be really amazing to just learn about that total departure. But that came from some frustration and needing some inspiration. And little did I know it led me in an entirely different direction. And I think that that is totally okay. Growing up, my mom always told me that everyone is going to change their career several mm. times. And so that's kind of the direction I headed. It, working in restaurants now, my favorite parts of it are actually some of my favorite parts about working in camps or in schools. And it's the all hands on deck and everybody's a hundred percent in and it's go time sort of mentality. Mm -hmm. So that transition was a little seamless, even though the actual material that you're working with is totally different. Yeah. I, I say to that person who's considering a career change, if you've got a gut feeling about it, you should probably just go for it. And then also find some people who have either done a career switch like that or find mm -hmm. some mentorship in whatever new field you're headed into. Yeah, I think what's interesting, thinking about the last couple of years I've helped with the interview process of Stomping Ground, a lot of times when people are interviewing and we're kind of talking about, you know, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years, that type of question. A lot of times I would say it's split kind of half and half where some people are like, yes, I'm all in on working with kids, it's what I want to do. And I'm trying to get some different tools in my tool belt, or I'm trying to understand these different ideas. And so I found camp and that's great. And then there's also a vast majority of people, which I think is so cool. And it's not a weakness that by any means of people that come to camp and go, I have absolutely no idea what I want to do, or I'm changing paths, or I think I want to do this thing, but I want to talk to some like-minded people. Do you think that when you came to camp, any summer you found some of that similar energy around some people kind of searching 
almost for something that they think that they wanted that was different than what they had or something like that? Absolutely. I think for a few different reasons, mostly people who work for summer camps, it's a few months in the summer. Mm. And so a lot of people found themselves in between high school and college or college and whatever job they were going to go to next, or even between careers, because you've got this little window of time that you need to fill with something. And Mm. most people want that to be, a lot of people want that to be something really meaningful. And so I think there were generally in my experience, it was especially how I would market camp to my friends who I wanted to come work. Mm -hmm. It was, you don't know what you're doing for the summer before your next step, or you don't know what your next step is. I've got something that's not a super long-term commitment that's entirely valuable. And so I think that's kind of the, one of the draws, which is why I think there are plenty of people who are feeling a little bit in a life transition a little bit Mm -hmm. when they, when they come to camp, which is so cool. And your journey brought you to food. So I want to shift now to to hear some some insight into what goes on in the stomping ground kitchen it it is it has this almost like wizard of oz mentality and not that there's one person pulling all the strings back there but i think when kids and staff frankly walk by they're a little bit mystified on how does that much food come out of the kitchen talk about the day-to-day and and reflecting back on it think of think of some things that you're you're thinking about where you're going yeah, not everybody would know that this happens or not everybody would know that it's, it's this process. And making this much food, tell us about how it kind of all goes down back there. Sure. So I think the way I would probably describe it to people who don't cook food for at least 100 people <laughs> normally at one sit down is imagine that you're making a nice dinner for your immediate family or your roommates or your partner or your friends, but then you, you do dial it by 50 to a hundred. So think about the amount of time it'll take you to dice a carrot. I don't know, a minute, a couple minutes, but you've got to do like 50 jumbo carrots, you know, or more. And so basically planning how we would get a shift done and all of our food prepped I would sort of think about it as like, actually, I'm having a massive dinner party tonight and here's all the tasks that I need to get done. I'm going to have all these other people do stuff so that it's like me doing everything all at once instead of step by step, which is, that's just sort of how I would plan it. But generally someone is always cutting vegetables. Someone's working on something on the stove. Kevin was usually making some kind of delicious sauce. And then there's always somebody making, you know, the good old famous sun butter and jellies too. So we've got all of our bases covered at one time. Usually somebody's working on something for the current meal. Someone's working on something for the next meal and the meal after that. So usually we were prepared for two meals in advance, which is crazy if you think about your own home kitchen, but that (laughs) is the the minimum amount of preparation that we needed to, to make it. I'll also say the kitchen staff did such a knockout job this summer, pulled it off. And that was not without a ton of hard work and like a willingness to figure it all out together. But yeah, sometimes it's chilling and we're chatting and joking and listening to tunes and chopping Mm. stuff. And then other times it's frantically throwing stuff on the stove and then portioning it out into the trays for family style. And so it kind of but it's, you know, the meals are at the same three times a day. So there's usually mm-hmm. one chunk of time before each of the meals where everything feels a little insane and it's a whirlwind, but then the kids get there, they're eating, 
and it's fine. And we all take a breath. And the food's so good. So before we keep hearing some more stories about the kitchen, I, I'm kind of cooking I, in my head a little lightning round, if you will. And it doesn't have to be exactly lightning. Like if you want to explain your answer, it's fine. But I want to ask you some, some questions about the food really quick. In your, yeah. in your humble opinion as head chef. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's put the time on the clock. I don't even know if we'll actually put the sound in, but back when George and I did this, we had a timer. So let's say time on the clock. Bing. All right. Your favorite meal to make for stomping ground campers and staff? Lasagna. Most popular dessert. So not the one you like to make the most, but the one that you think the kids like the most. Mm, chocolate chip cookies. Oh, chocolate chip cookies. Okay. Most underrated food item that camp prepares. Whoa. Underrated food item that camp prepares. I'm partial to this one because it's my favorite thing to eat. And we only did it once a session with the greens and beans, dude. Ooh. Delicious, nutritious. So simple. I will say it's not really the kind of thing that comes to mind when you think about feeding a massive room of kids, <laughs> but most of the kids who did try them loved them. Yeah. I love that. In that same light, the unsung hero of the stomping ground culinary uh, menu. I will say if a delivery didn't show up or we burned something or we forgot to order something or a certain task didn't get done, we could always pull off tacos. Good old Taco Tuesday was always in our back pocket. So I know everyone loves them, but nobody really knows how essential and life-saving tacos are on a... <laughs> On a buffet style menu. Oh my God. All right. Last question here. The biggest production of a meal to me. I would say whenever we would do butter chicken, really? because cooking rice in an oven, not very intuitive, not <laughs> that easy. So it really was a timing game. And sometimes it felt like we were I don't know, trying to launch a space shuttle from ground control or something <laughs> and like hoping everything worked out right on time. Usually it did. Sometimes it didn't. Usually my fault. Yeah, that is one that was popular, pretty simple, deceptively complicated to do. And we all loved it so much. So we just didn't want to let go of it. Oh my gosh. Nina, thank you for participating in that lightning round. Nina, reflecting back a little bit more on the summer and thinking about Thinking about people that might work a little bit in the kitchen in future summers at Stomping Ground, what were, what were some of the hardest parts that you would want people to know about working in the SG kitchen? That's a great question. I think specifically for the kitchen, I think it's that this is the same in any kitchen that you'd hope to work in. Sometimes the stuff that's on your prep list, the things that you have to do that day, you've done a thousand times. They can get a little bit boring and it's easy to sort of slip into dragging your feet a little bit or feeling down about the things that are on your prep list and wanting to do something more interesting. And I think it's good to prepare yourself for some of that. Mm -hmm. And then also, I think I've learned working in kitchens, take some of those things as an opportunity to even get better at some of your smallest tasks. I think that goes for all of camp as well. If you're coming to work at Staffing Ground, we are listening uh, here for another episode of the Building a Stomping Ground podcast. We're here with Nina Roberts, our head chef from the summer of 2021. Nina, as we kind of wrap up here, think about one line you would want to tell somebody coming into either your role or just a role in general at Stomping Ground. What's one piece of advice you'd want to give them? That is a good question. I think 
one of the most valuable and practical lessons I learned this summer was about even when things feel really hectic and chaotic, I suppose I'm speaking to someone who wants to come in to run the kitchen at camp now. Mm-hmm. Um, you have time to take a second and think about what the actual problem on the table is and what is the kindest, most efficient and most supportive way to mm. solve that problem with your staff. Even if it feels insane and sometimes it does, you do have time. You do have a minute to figure it out and it's mm. so worth it to take that extra minute to make sure that the solution involves everybody and leaves everybody feeling good. And then all of your outcomes systematically from there on out are are better. So take the time to be intentional and thoughtful about solving problems in the moment. Nina Roberts, everybody. Tune in next time for another episode of the Building a Stomping Ground podcast. We're getting so many great stories from our different staff members here. It's been a real treat. Nina, have a great rest of your night. Thank you so much. You too, Ray. Thanks for having me. Of course. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.